Okay, first things first. I'm very happy to announce that today's episode is brought to you by Wesco Boots. And if you know anything about Wesco, you know that they have always cared about motorcyclists. And I am honored to be working with them on this episode. It's a historic company since 1918, family owned and operated out of Scappoose, Oregon. Their factory's right there in their backyard. They make everything by hand. My buddy Chris Warren over there made me a pair. He had me measure each foot individually in 12 different directions. He took those calculations and made them into the best, highest quality pair of boots I've ever put on my feet. And I'm not lying about that. I often find myself sitting down in the morning and picking them up and just studying them and their construction. It's brilliant. They have a 155-step process that their professional boot makers over there work hand-to-hand to make you these works of art. And they really last. My knees feel better. My back feels better. If you're like me, you stand on a concrete floor most of the day over a bench. And if you don't have good foot support, that can really do you in. So that's all improved. Thank you to Wesco. Uh, Josh's boots in this episode, I think Chris also made in the Burgundy. And uh, they're a great company. So thanks, Wesco. Thanks for this episode. Let's get on with the show. <clears throat> okay, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Blue Toddcast. My name is Todd Bluebaugh, and I am happy to have you along for the ride. Today we have a very talented individual named Josh Kahn. He, I, I met him uh, about a year ago out in upstate New York when we were shooting some stuff for Harley Davidson in the snow and ice. And there was this guy that pulled up in a badass blazer and aviator sunglasses and jumped out. And I said, that dude's going to be a good rider. And he was. So if you've seen the video we cut together by now, you know we had a couple days out here in the desert to ride around and go camping. And you also saw that Josh is one of the most talented individuals on these old bikes that I've ever had the pleasure of shooting with. And if you know anything about these bikes, foot clutch, hand shift, you know, rub your belly, pat your head kind of situation, you know that they're not meant to handle like dirt bikes, but Josh can sure take them there. So we talked some about that. We talk about... We covered just about everything, to be honest with you. I don't think I need to go into that. I just need you to listen to it. Because Josh is a good friend. He's a great artist. He's a tattoo artist. He's a father. He's a long-haul trucker. If you have any bikes you need hauled around the country, picked up, dropped off, anything like that, um, Josh is your man because he knows how to take care of you and your special equipment. So, don't hesitate to get in touch with Josh for that. I also want to bring up that halfway through this interview, we get rudely interrupted. Uh, I'll say rudely, but these poor people didn't have a choice. But we get it, the, the interview gets interrupted for 12 hours when uh, Josh and I have to go rescue three people um, who blew out their tire on my road. So... Pardon the intrusion. Uh, you just never know what you're going to get out here. 
But um, what else am I forgetting? Gosh. I don't know. I just want to get to it. I'm excited. And you should be too. So here we go. Josh Kahn. No, wait. Very important. The music you're hearing is all original by Rocco DeLuca. Thank you so much, Rocco. I really appreciate it, man. Okay, back to the show. Yeah, I hear good. Perfect. Oh, thank you. It's not signed? Yeah. Yeah. 35 Really? Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Alright, we uh, check, check. Let me check, hear you. Check. Let me hear you talk. Hello? Todd, how yep. you doing? You're coming through. Now let me cool. talk. Wow now, brown cow. Yeah, yeah, we sound good. Cool. Oh, fuck. I'm making a mess already. Oh, you're fine. Check. There, there I am. I guess I gotta be real gentle with this thing. What, it comes undone, or? I must. I didn't do anything different. Trying this again. I can hear myself. I can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you too. We both work. We work. <laughs> um, yes. I feel like I just saw you because I've been gone as long as you have. Yeah, you gone. left a couple of days after me. Yeah, right? I was gone for like three weeks. <laughs> and I got back from Mexico with Nick and, uh, and went straight to King of the Hammers. That is, it's bananas. The, the amount of people in one place, it's all outdoors, you know? It's like, you can stay pretty far away from people or whatever. And they do COVID testing, but uh, it's it's a city. It's a city that pops up. I've never been to, like, Coachella or anything like that, but I bet yeah. it's like a redneck Coachella. <laughs> yeah, like I if bet. If I had to guess. I mean, I, I was coming through Arizona, and I saw people, like, just... Driving, driving back. back like on you know Sunday night you know like you could see cars with with trailers with with the trucks on them and stuff and I was yeah. like whoa I was like those guys are probably coming from King of Hammers <laughs> yeah they were all of them have like forty foot trucks full crew, pit crews yeah you know machine shops <laughs> dragging behind their shit and uh, well I should specify when I say redneck I don't mean that in a bad way that's just that's just the uh, the gathering. Uh, around off-roading, I yeah. feel like it's just part of it. And especially those those things aren't built like, you know, you got to build them just oh, yeah. for what you're doing. You yeah. know, so like you're into it. It's dedication. Yeah. And I've, you know, I'm getting, I'm gonna get Terry on here for this thing, but watching him do what he does and get people through the hardest parts of the drive. Yeah. It's a physical thing. <laughs> I mean, he's digging on the sides of cliffs and knocking rocks down off a of cliff so they can drive over them and oh, get man. through canyons <laughs> and, and winching just up straight up vertical walls. And I mean, it's, I, I can't believe more people didn't die. I was scared just hiking down into the canyons to shoot it because there's so many people above you knocking rocks down. No shit. Did people die? No, I don't need <laughs> But it would be an easy way to go. Yeah, yeah. I, I was looking at it like, man, I'm, I'm not going to stand there. I'm not going to stand there. Uh, yeah, I was I was trying to get here for it, you know, and uh, the snow held me back, the winter. You, you got stuck in, uh, oh, man, yeah, you're the snowman right now. Jersey uh, got Oh, well, I got stuck in Jersey by, like, I was supposed to leave on Monday, and then I didn't leave till like, Wednesday because I had to dig out, and then <laughs> I, like went to Kansas or Indiana to pick up stuff and it snowed from Indiana to Kansas. Oh man. And then when I got to the 
passed on 80 in Wyoming that there was a 25 car pileup so that was like closed for days so I was like oh man so I had to go all the way down well I went down to 70 and we were crossing over 70 and like got stuck in a snowstorm there had to sleep a night but did you to, drop down 70 from Nebraska or where were you at when you dropped we down? were in Wyoming oh and in Wyoming. we dropped okay. down we, like we went up because we came up because we were gonna you know yeah just we came from indiana so we came across 70 yeah then we went up to 80 yeah and then back down to 70 oh, okay. I see. yeah <laughs> so and then you know all through indiana it was snowing it so, can it can be a 65 degree day and the next day it can be like 20 below and the wind blowing at an angle uh with snowflakes that big oh it's crazy it's crazy <laughs> it went it came out of nowhere like the snow, like, it was nice, that, you know, when we got there. That then, storm went all the way up to here. It snowed here. Yeah. Like, I remember seeing you guys plowing and stuff. Well, I didn't. <laughs> I was down in Mexico. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I was like, Like oh, Dugan man. and Eric. <laughs> I saw all those guys. I planned this right. <laughs> yeah. I was watching them get ready for King of the Hammers, and they're shoveling snow and like, <laughs> scraping windshields. That's oh, man. got to be the first time that's ever happened. It was beautiful here when I got here, though. Yeah. It's, it was, like, nice today. You had, like... A foot of snow on your Bronco. <laughs> it, it was like ice snow, too. It was like two feet, I think. Was it really? Yeah. By the time uh, it all stopped and, and finished. <laughs> That's crazy. And, it, like, yeah, it, it took a lot. To, and we uh, apparently we got another foot, so. Well, you've been gone? Yeah. It, without that melting? Yeah. Dude, just stay. <laughs> I want just, to. just stay. There's no way you're going to be able to make it back. Uh, right? Yeah. You got your bike. You got your trailer. Yeah, you could be anywhere. <laughs> well, I gotta, I gotta go pick some stuff up around, and then uh, I'll be back in a month, probably. Oh, good. Yeah. So I should, I should probably have my batteries back in my bike by then. <laughs> I, I pulled them out for when we left, and uh, I mean, God, all the bullshit that piles up when you're gone for three weeks—it's crazy. Oh yeah. You would probably know. You're always on the road. I'm always going for three weeks, right? Yeah. Time. <laughs> yeah every time i go home it's just you know back to the grindstone the new home is no home yep (laughs) i was thinking about you because i was down there with uh with nick and my buddy got one of these camper shells on the back of his truck i was like that would be the perfect setup for you since you got the trailer i saw the the killers like setup on the way out here for a pickup truck it was like i, I remember the one you're talking about justin's yes and yeah. it pops up yeah four-wheel which, campers i think is what it's called yeah it's cool but like i'm i don't know how many bikes i'm going to be taking at any time and i always want to like leave a bed open oh right so i saw these caps on the way out here that were amazing they fit on the back of the truck and they almost turn into a van back. You take your tailgate off, and there's two open doors. No windows in the whole thing. Oh, so you could just pull a bike in if you didn't want to pull sleep Pull two, two or three. Yeah. But no, it it has an overhang over your cab, so it's as high as my enclosed trailer. Whoa. So it just turns you into one smooth. It'll probably save on fuel, you know, because... Uh, it's a cab over. Yeah. And so you can put your bed up there, still put bikes in, and, you know, put your tools and build it out so it's you know useful for when you come out and go out to the desert or want to camp or go on the road when you get here but still fit everything in it it's going to be awesome it's getting so smart (laughs) the overland world is getting so clever i think people are going to stop buying houses and start buying these overland vehicles they're amazing they're amazing i mean i'm I'm gonna build my own but (laughs) because i I need it i need it so specific you know because i need to put bikes in it so yeah i can't really just build all 
a room out of it. But at the same time, what do you really need when you're out here? You just need a place to sleep and like keep your stuff that you want to make food with. But like, that's it. You're man. not really inside at all. So it's like, how much space do you need? It's all about. We hauling. spent twelve days in a pop up little sleeping zone <laughs> above my truck. And uh, the whole time I was down there, I was like, man, I really wish I had my bike. <laughs> yeah. And thinking of how to do that. And that's the perfect combination is like have your comfortable little bed and just making sure that you can haul your bike and your tools. Yep. And that's it. You spend all day in these amazing places. Yep. So you don't need any more room than that. No. And the weather's always awesome. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, and for me, it's like, yeah, I could put my personal bikes in my truck and then I'm always hauling bikes for people. So I could put the, you know, I'm not taking up some bike space, you know, with my bike. <laughs> you got to do it, man. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to look into it when I get home. They're cool. They were originally made for, um, like they're called space caps, but, um, they're originally made for like, you know, carpentry and stuff. They actually have a door on the side oh, where you can get to your toolbox. Tool, but they're not like the ones you see that are all metal. They're actually like lightweight fiberglass, but they have a door on the side, which would make a great window or opening, you know? Yeah. Like, and uh, you don't have to put a toolbox in it, you know? So it's cool. But it's like tall and van doors on the back. It's 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 a deal. <laughs> Nick, Nick and I had that conversation on the way back. We're like, this is the next step for us. And she needs a new vehicle anyway. Yeah, yeah. So we've got to find, actually keep an eye out for me. We want to find her like a Tacoma. Okay. A four-door. And um, just a little rig that we can put one of those pop-ups on. Yeah. And we can four-wheel drive our way around. And you can get the pop-up on the roof because you got the... That's the four right. Door, yeah. yeah, the four door will fit the pop up on the roof. And we could put a bike in the back. Not that we necessarily need that for her, but you know, when we go on these bike trips right now, you know, like the trip we went on. Yeah, with one broke down. Yeah, <laughs> we could still do that, and but Nick could still go mm -hmm. and hang out, and you know, she has and, to watch us kicking around the country, and yeah, campfires and everything, and and she can make it there. Yeah, <laughs> with four wheel drive. With four wheel drive and be a somewhat of a safety vehicle yeah totally which would kind of be nice to have yeah and a little extra you know food and yeah you know, especially when you want to go somewhere where you're not hitting restaurants you know we don't hit restaurants where we go no like. <laughs> uh, we never i mean you just haul your own food in but what what i'd like to do with her is also built you know we're talking about building a rig out but i want to build a camera rig inside that so that you know i can shoot on some of my better cameras Oh, yeah. And I can have a place to charge and offload yep. media so I'm not restricted to, like... Yeah, just what you can bring. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that would raise my production value, and she'd get to hang out. And it, 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 I think it's going to be the next step for this thing is finding her an overland vehicle. Yeah, totally. That, you need it out here. Yeah. I mean, you can drive regular car out here. It's fun, but overland vehicle <laughs> there's so much more out here than what you can see and you yeah. need four-wheel drive to get to it yep that's uh, so keep an eye out what what do i mean have you looked what did tacomas go for on the east coast because they're fucking outrageous out yeah i mean they're outrageous on the east coast yeah, we gotta yeah. find one in the middle yeah <laughs> like i mean not out you know they're, they're great vehicles so they're, they're do they last a long yeah, time yeah people don't you know want to get rid of them i was thinking about looking into salvage titles too because it's not like yeah, you might end up taking the bed off and making something out of it, you exactly. know, like if it's like a little smushed up, you know. I know. I it might know. be better that way because then you're like, I'm not going to tear apart a beautiful truck. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like this thing's running well, but I it needs doors, it needs this, and I That's can make it. why I never buy anything squeaky clean. Yeah. 
because yeah. I know first of all I'm gonna break it, and second of all, <laughs> when I fix it, it's not gonna be as nice. Yeah. <laughs> so why not? Yep. Yeah. You scratch them up right away. Yep. Salvage title, I think, is the way to go. Yeah. See what's out there, man. Because I mean, they're cool. I I I, I haven't seen them on the tundras but i remember those little toyota pickups with the campers on the back those things are awesome god they're awesome <laughs> the two-wheel drive i'm like i can't believe this truck pulls this thing i saw so many of them in mexico that yeah they're still around and i tried to have conversations with the guy and i was like toyota is like yeah that is all we drive here <laughs> yeah. uh, you have to have a toyota yeah they're great I, we both funny enough we i went down there with my silverado two-wheel drive I saw some video. It yeah. got in there. Yeah, I got in there. <laughs> we did some river crossings. I was, I was like, Justin's going to be dragging him out. <laughs> Here's the funny thing. Justin ended up blowing a shock on his Tundra. Oh, no way. We had to pull my, you know, uh, Jack and <laughs> hike his up. He just had to ride his leaf springs back into uh, Guerra Negro where we found another shock. Oh, no way. Yeah, but he was riding one side. For a long way, and my Silverado was <laughs> kicking fine. ass. Yeah, dude, going through that stream, I was like, "Whoa!" I know, man, that scared me a lot. But it it got you know as long as you're going, oh, it's when sure. you stop and try to go again. No, we only got stuck once, and it wasn't just me. The four wheel drive got stuck too. Yeah, yeah. So we had to get the max tracks down and get me out first on its own, and it got out on its own power. And then we had to dig Justin out and max track him out, but. That was really the only time we got got stuck. You're right. You just got to keep moving. Yeah. Once you stop, that's a that's it. Especially is your Bronco four wheel drive? Oh yeah, that thing's so sick. <laughs> yeah, that thing's no problem. That's the era I want. That's the first vehicle I ever saw you in. Yeah, my Bronco was in your Bronco, and you had your aviators on. Yeah, and you came storming in. I was like, this is gonna be badass. <laughs> that was that was pretty much a year ago. This oh, week, you're right. Hey, congratulations, man. Yeah, it's our anniversary. It's our anniversary. <laughs> Here, I got, got you go. something. Oh, nice. Another, another <laughs> yeah. Corona. Have another Corona. <laughs> Thank you. I also have a Mononalu here. Oh, my favorite canned water. I know. Mine, too. <laughs> I got one for it's myself. It's like a delicacy. Dude, it's it's everything out here. Once I got hooked, I like, drank one, and I was like, this is awesome. But it was so goddamn hot this summer. When we were shooting, so we've done it all now at this point. We've yeah. done the extreme ice and cold, mm -hmm. riding on the snow and ice. And then out here, I think our hottest day, when you were ripping around those sand dunes. Oh, yeah. That was that like was 120 hot. out there. <laughs> it was hot. That was 120 in the Mojave, the hottest day of the year. That same day, they recorded the hottest record in history in Death Valley. It was Yeah, like I remember people telling us, yeah. That, I was wearing a a buffalo jacket, you, right? I think it was a bear skin. <laughs> was it bear? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so hot. You were wearing like a full hide and wool in the desert. My camera, and this is like a true testament to red uh, cameras. My camera was so hot, I could barely hold it from the bottom. Yeah. Because my hand was so, and I was like, there's no way that this thing is working. <laughs> Captured everything. It didn't, it didn't overheat or nothing. It no. didn't overheat. Nothing fucked up. That's amazing. But it physically got so hot that I couldn't even hold it in my Because, like, you couldn't, like, like I would take my gloves off and, like, leave them on something. And I couldn't put them on. I had to, like, put them in the shade before I can put them back on. My That's black right. <laughs> like, it was crazy. And you guys were riding. I mean, you were on your flathead. Yeah. Everyone else was on flatheads and knuckleheads. 
And these, I mean, these are air-cooled bikes, 100 years old, and they ran. F- nothing fucked up that day. Uh, well, I got a little hot, but... It, uh, but I'm did sorry. anything seize or... No, no, no. They ran. They ran. <laughs> yeah, they ran great. I mean, they drip oil like water. I feel like, yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't put thick enough oil in that bike in that time of year. No. But, uh, whatchamacallit? It, 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 you want me to help you with that? Uh, oh, that's impressive. <laughs> oh, close. Here, I'm going to let you do mine, too. All right. There you go. Yeah, I'll, tr- I'll trade you. Uh, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the oil is running out of them. I mean, my, my bike really only gave me issue because of... Uh, just a different altitude, so it took a little while to get dialed in. But uh, that's right. Yeah, but that was just when, you know they seemed to run good when they were like kind of cool in the morning, and then you know once you get to that, you know, that was like a mid afternoon or afternoon. I, I believe we were there during. We were there in the hottest part of the day. Yeah, because we shot that morning, and they ran great in the morning. Yeah, but then by midday it was so hot. I think I just you know it really the the altitude actually because then it. I think I dialed it in up here, and then we were went you down. rich or lean when you came here? Um, oh, it's you got to be. I, rich. I was rich, yeah, because you're at sea level in Jersey. Am I right to think that? Yes, but um, I think when we went down to the dunes, it was lower. Maybe and I was, was dialed in up here. Oh uh, yeah, it is lower. You're yeah. right. We're actually quite high up here. Yeah, we're like close to five thousand. Yeah, so we went downhill. So we were riding up here first, but it it was it was it was cool. It was awesome. <laughs> it, was, it was it was worth every second of it. When I flew over the handlebars, that was great. Oh man, <laughs> I got that. I mean, we all got it. I want to see it. But you, <laughs> do you remember you dodged? Uh, oh yeah, who did I miss? Who'd you miss? Was it uh, Brian Charles or Brian? Can't no, it was Brian. Might Charles. have been Todd Sapira. No, I think it was Brian. Was it Todd? No, it was. Oh, it was. It was either Brian Cannon or Brian Br- Cannon was out there. The, there was three of us going into it, and it was it was me, Brian Charles, and Brian Cannon. And I think it was Brian Charles went to the inside. I think that was and, it. And I like dodged around him. I can't wait to see that footage. <laughs> that was awesome. That yeah. was like last second shit. You actually turned between him and me. Yeah, and just us both. <laughs> that I watched because I was shooting ninety six frames a second. Yeah, I watched it back in slow mo, and you actually. Put your brake on <laughs> in the middle of that turn to miss it. I was like, damn, that's some good riding. I say some weird shit when I'm riding or do so. Remember when I, I flew past you on the left up at the things? When when we came around the turn, I almost ran into the back of you. Oh, <laughs> God. And I went flying past you. Oh, like my a, God. And I was like, on your left. And you're like, Did you say on your left? <laughs> when you flew, and I was like, yeah. I And all I could, I couldn't hear shit because that. I mean, we're like, I'm wearing a beanie and a scarf, <laughs> and it's bitter cold, bitter cold, windy. What we figured out was like, the reason I stopped so soon is because that new bike that I was on for that shot in particular, having me in front of you guys and you guys chasing me, is like when I went through that turn and came up the hill, I went to put on my brakes, but they had ABS, <laughs> and and the ABS in the snow won't basically it won't put the brake on at all yeah so i was like slamming on the brake going up the hill and nothing was happening and then all of a sudden like it like decided to work yeah like decided how much to pump and you were right behind me (laughs) and 5-0 grinded the road in the ditch around (laughs) me in the corner i tried to pull it back in but you still kept it up it didn't fall over no i stalled like 
I was about to go back onto the road and like I just stalled it. Like I was still in second gear and I should have popped it down to first, but that's the shot we should have had. That was amazing. <laughs> Somebody could have got I know that. it was like after it was like where everyone was sitting watching like after the shot. Yeah. <laughs> we had like... come around the cable cam <laughs> racing uphill to slow down, which I couldn't do. <laughs> uh yeah, that was that was zany. That was the point at which I got off that bike and was like, This is not a safe because yeah motorcycle out here i mean because the older bikes are you know the way they run and you know how they're the weight and you can throw them around they're more like a dirt bike you know like they're lower they're lighter yeah and they they have less horsepower yeah we needed a groomed track for the for the harleys you know it should have had a groomed area they need the track needed to be twice as long and wide and wide because you're gonna get way more wide and loose you know yeah and the uh the, I mean, it was really fun. I mean, it scared the shit out of me. But, yeah. But the um, the fun, the fun. Because it's so heavy. I it's mean, so my heavy. bikes, you, my forty five is nothing. You see me roll. I rolled out the door one time backwards. I don't know if you. Yeah. Herpes saw, saw me doing because yeah. I wish I took a picture. I was like, yeah. I'd like to just like kind of roll down the ramp and then I had to fake it. You fake it. Yeah. <laughs> I held it up and then I turned last minute. Which you can do. Those uh, the 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 Sportster. I think we looked up the weight and oh I can't remember, but wet it was almost six hundred pounds. Yeah. And um, it's of course it's high and it's wide, uh, tons of power. Yeah, so much fun. It was neat. Do you remember the other guy that was riding the um, the uh, low the, rider? Yeah, John. Yeah, John. Yeah, John said to me after when we were doing the tree run, and I was doing the downhill coming back towards camera. Yeah, he's like, "Dang, dude, you're going fast. That looks <laughs> awesome." And I didn't even have time to say to him when he was going by. I was like. Cause I got no brakes. <laughs> I can't, like I can't I'm just going. I can't slow down. I want to go slower. <laughs> like I don't want to do this. Yeah. That's luckily, awesome. luckily, I I wasn't the one that that dropped that bike, and I didn't have to ride it too hard. Kyle did a great job of handling it. Yeah, Kyle got it open on, on the lake. Yeah, he got to ride it out on the lake bed or on the frozen lake. That was cool. Yeah, I hope that stuff turns out good. Yeah, that was fun. I'm sure it will. <laughs> well, we're supposed to see some stuff really soon, actually. Really? Yeah, I think the Pan America stuff was more of it was supposed to come out this month. I heard, yeah, yeah, that or whatever. Yeah, or like the beginner, because uh, some other Pan American stuff. They have released some. Of, yeah. I saw some of that. Yeah, that's cool. I can't wait to see it because I haven't seen anything. You know, like <laughs> I haven't either. Just the day we shot it. I've been doing such like, like all over the place. Crazy is like, I want to see it. How many miles do you think you've done? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> this since COVID, uh, I mean, you've gone back and forth like five times already. Forty or fifty, I'd say forty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Easily, and then when I you just get did five thousand coming here trying to get around the Rockies. Yeah, oh yeah, that can be hard. I brought my truck. I put I put ten ten thousand before I got home on my truck. I can show you a way south. That's awesome. That always goes through. Which if you one? Ever 50? Get stuck. No, because um, I was even worried about fifty because it's like Wolf Creek Pass and stuff is like it. W- it wasn't stuck. Like it was like at night it was snowing so much. I just like we should have hit it during the day. You started on the eighty, which is n- further north. If and that's you would, tricky. It is. If you well, would have started on the seventy, I would have told you to go to Highway fifty six in Kansas and then go diagonal across to Tucumcari, New Mexico. Yeah. And once you, oh, but where was your delivery? Was your delivery up in San Francisco? It was, uh, yeah, it was Martinez, you know, Grossman. Uh, Grossman, yeah. yeah. No, that would have been a long trip. So, 
50 was cool we came out and then we went up to the 80 yeah 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 no that would have been a long way around for you yeah but i've only hit snow down there like once or twice in the middle of the gnarliest winters (laughs) it was it's it's always a safe bet it was like i mean i should have known i mean the lot so back in october when i was going home when we went on dvr that was awesome and uh i broke a trailer spring in utah so i stopped by uh richard hive's place and you know oh yeah yeah and we got fixed up and uh hung out rode around for a day and then uh left and i was going you know i'd never been 80 before and i'm in my shitty old motorhome yeah and uh i got the trailer full of bikes and i'm like i hit you know i leave utah we were riding around in 70 degrees you know and then I'm, I'm, I didn't even think of winter, you know, because, like, I'd been in the desert. Yeah. I left New Jersey in September. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm like, I didn't even have a winter jacket. Yeah. And then uh, I, like, I'm like, oh, I'll just take 80. It's easy. And uh, I, like, get to Wyoming. And I didn't even know. I For some reason, I thought maybe you went through Colorado and that's where you had to worry. And then I'm driving into Wyoming and I see this, like, cop, you know, with a tractor trailer way way ahead and then i realize i get closer that the tractor trailer's jackknifed like across a couple of the lanes no one else is on the road so i touch the brakes and the whole motorhome just <gasps> goes sliding sideways i was like fuck oh, i'm on, on ice, ice. <laughs> and oh. i was like fuck. and i was like then i just started like put my flashes on and i was i was a ways away from him i was like i got the thing straightened it out started downshifting you know and i'm like well i'm going slow so they gotta see me and you know like and i started kind of doing an s pattern because tractor trailers coming behind me way back oh but like God. i wanted them to know something was going on and i'm like fuck yeah and I, I wasn't stopping i was like they've got to see me they better get out of the cars i'm gonna hit them but i like I, I was able to like slow it down enough that i got around the fast lane and i was like oh god and i'm like what do i do i gotta get off the road and then i just came to the mountain you know and i started going up it and i'm like fuck and i see on the other side of the road there's like cars just smashing the guardrail left and right piling up like i was like shit and uh cop cops had like you know it was the east or westbound lane was like all the accidents the eastbound lane there was no one just me like no one made it past the jackknife tractor trailer but me so it's in just, your motorhome yeah. <laughs> i'm like shit and i'm like i'm like i can't go any further I'm like I, I'm like I, I don't have chains. Like, what do I do? So I'm like looking for a spot to pull over, and I pull over on this like side, and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like I ne- I'm like I had bikes. Like I'm like on the side of the mountain, and uh, cars are like track trailers are hitting the guardrail on the other side. The median like come, you know, not hitting me because they were stopped, but like they're coming towards me. That is not a safe spot to be, dude. I was like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. I'm like, I gotta get somewhere safe. I. I, f- I found out there's a rest stop about a mile up. Uh, I'm like, how do I get up the hill? Like, my I had no traction. I was, like, looking for ice screws because we always had ice screws in the motorhome. So I'm like, if I got some ice screws, I can <laughs> shoot them in the tires and get up the hill. <laughs> and then I see these two sand trucks go by with a semi right on their ass. And I'm like, fuck. So I run out to the road and I, I like, step on it. And I'm like, that's pretty grippy. Yeah. And up. I see them coming again. And I'm like, I get in the motorhome and I just fucking rev it up. And they... I floor it and get right behind them, and I just like <laughs> I rode them right up to this freaking rest stop. I get to the rest stop, and there's a huge open parking lot, and I'm like, no one's in the parking lot. Why isn't anyone parked there? People are parked everywhere because it was a sheet of ice. But I like, <laughs> I go right at it, and like the, I'm with the motorhome with trailer, and I'm like, I'll just slide right across and fucking park on the other side. And I like 
it was like perfect. Everyone in their cars must have been like, what the fuck is that guy doing? <laughs> and I just like slid across the parking lot and it just stopped at the edge. The parallel park. Yeah, and, and it, it stopped right at the edge of the you know parking lot with the grass. And uh, I just parked it, went to sleep, woke up, and all the snow was gone. What month was that? That was October. Yeah, that October. It was like mid-October. Yeah. And and I remember stopping for gas from, you know, I was at Jeff's and I like stopped for gas. And I was like, man, it's getting kind of cold. And the lady's like, yeah, it's getting really cold tonight. Maybe a store's moving in. I'm like, what the hell is she talking about? It's October. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like. That's the month that, like, that's right in the sweet spot of when it could, when it could happen it or it could, could be really warm. Happen. You know, like. It, yeah. Most people were, like, looking like it was spring, you know. Like, yeah. It was, like, warm. There's but. still leaves on the trees. Mm-hmm. There's still, like, colored leaves on the trees. But, man, one of those storms can come in and be the, the biggest one you get all year. Oh, yeah. And, like, you won't go back to normal. <laughs> it can happen that way. It was cool, though. I mean, I was like, at first I was like, fuck, you know, but like, I was like, I, That's some I quick pulled it off. to yeah. follow, the, <laughs> follow off. the truck. Yeah, the sand truck. I had MacGyver. I'm like, how the hell do I get out of here? I'm like, I can't sit here, <laughs> like no. on the side of the highway. So I used to sit at my house in Seattle as I lived on a hill, and we would get snow and right off the water like that. Yeah. And people living in seattle maybe they're transplants they've just never been anywhere with snow or it just snows so infrequently there that people think you can actually drive down a hill (laughs) on a snow-covered hill i would just watch cars go sledding yeah (laughs) down my hill into other cars you'd listen to them all night that's what i was i could see the track like one or two track trailers went by and they're like you could hear them losing traction and i'm just like if they lock up their brakes the weight they're sliding back at me you know you're lucky you know how to drive yeah, <laughs> because most people would have just tanked it. On Been that. like, what do you do? Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I was, I knew that I had to get traction. <laughs> yeah, all that, all that frozen few racing yeah, yeah. Up right there. You could have put your motorcycle tires on your. I was looking for the screws. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn it, this is the only time I don't have screws. Did are they are they racing out on the ice this year again? Uh, we don't have any plans coming up. Um, that I've heard of. Yeah, but we're going to, I think uh, Brian Charles and I were talking about going to uh, Kevin Bass's for uh, yeah that thing next week, or the 20th, I believe. Yeah, he's been getting ready for something. Yeah, yeah, he's been watching got, Kevin. The, the polar, uh, what is it, the polar? I don't know what he calls it. <laughs> he's getting that aquamarine yeah. uh, knucklehead ready for it. I know, I can't wait. So I, was, I told him I'd be out there. Is it at Bass Acres? It's uh, he said it's like a mile from his house at the lake. Oh, I know where it's at. Yeah. Oh, you've been out there. Right? I've been out there. Yeah. yeah. Kevin's a blast. Oh, I love that guy. He's got such a great spot out there. Yeah. That's what makes I miss the. I feel bad I, that I'm not like saying the actual name because it's gonna be awesome. Look it up. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to plug now. it for him. I I. That's what makes me when you hang out with people like Kevin at his spot. This make kind of makes me miss the Midwest sometimes. Oh, I mean, he made me love the Midwest. You know, like I'd go out to. Uh, Milwaukee for Mama Tried, you know, and I didn't really know, you know, we'd hang out with our buddies, but yeah, you know, he, we'd hang out with Kevin and go over to, uh, what was that place he, after, the after party was always that, it was like a garage with all these dudes that hung out, Shed? Is there a Shed um, place out there or something? I don't know, I mean, I've really only hung out at Kevin's, there's no reason to leave Kevin's property. <laughs> oh, well, we, I, 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 this is when we were in Milwaukee. Oh, in Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah he, no, we, I, he would always be, you know, for Mama Tried, we'd go to the. I, party, I haven't been to Mama night. Tried yet. What? It looks like the funnest show of the year. It looks like the way the one show used to be. It's good. Yeah. It and it, and it always, you know, they always change due to like, you know, 
the size and you know that it's getting you know getting better big. and bigger and but um it's always awesome they always you know warren and scott always find an amazing place and you know everyone has great parties around town and those, those those events out there are so important at that time of year. Oh my god! To keep morale high, keep people from killing themselves. <laughs> yeah, just going off. The deep I end. mean, for anyone really. I mean, we're on the east coast and we're snowed in. It's like fuck. I'm gonna go Same ice thing. race. Yeah, and it, I've been lucky most of the time. I go. It's actually unseasonably warm, and like we get to go to cool spots like to ride. But you know, we go out to the mountains and hit the hit the lakes out there instead of riding right in front of the harley museum you know right so that's been kind of a plus you know like you pretty much live out here now though <laughs> and in between yeah and in between yeah home is where your truck lands yeah the new you, truck's dope you know i've been i've been <laughs> like kind of like shifting through our footage from the riding we've been doing while you're out here yeah it's like i want a swing arm bike oh my god so bad now i love them so bad i mean it's it, it seems weird to say because you're like oh choppers you know like choppers are cool but hey i mean at the same time people people did it it's like everything kind of like regurgitates itself throughout time yeah i mean my my magnum chopper that i like dreamt up this weird frame that my friend hutch was like i don't know if i want to put a 45 and a sports frame together for you you know <laughs> he ends up finding uh Ramsey Allen had found one and he sent me the picture. It was a swing, uh, a drop seat pan, swing arm pan frame. Badass frame. It's cool as hell. Yeah. With a 45 front section. That someone had made a bike back in the 60s. You know, this bike, they made this thing and the frame was just sitting there. And I I made my magnum out of it because I I didn't think about it at the time, but, you know, a sports is, you know, got the trans attached. It's It's a unit motor. So you got a longer frame section, you know, there. Yeah, before the pivot of the swing arm. Yeah. yeah. So when we when we tried to put it together to line the seat posts up right, it, it made weird. the it, it made it, it look like it was a hacked together frame. Yeah. You know, where the a big twin, it's actually the rear section from the seat post back is is perfect for the you know, because of the trans and stuff. Are you so, running a four speed on it or what are you I'm running a 45 trans mm. but it's got four speed gears in it wow so that's cool it's <laughs> badass the only problem I ha- uh, excuse me, i'm having now is you know i just got to get it geared up so it's great back by my house because you know back in jersey everything's a lot shorter you know no one's revs no stra- high yeah there's no stra- straightaways you know yeah yeah so uh it's all right riding around there you know it's a little little uh high revving on the highway so because i'm running a juice brake pan you know uh Drew's drum yeah on yeah. the rear so it's a huge sprocket for a 45 trans but i have you know i'm going to switch the motor sprocket i'm going to switch the trans sprocket to a bigger sprocket and hopefully i'll get enough out of it to before i have to because re- you know i don't really want to lose the pan rear juice drum i don't want to put it this that's no, a nice break yeah it's cool it's nice to be able to stop yeah <laughs> yeah it's but nice i mean you stop. know the other option is to do a quick change setup, which isn't even Harley, you know, so I don't want to do that. Yeah. So, or re-gear the trans. I think your phone close to the cable is what's making that sound. Oh. There you go. Try that. Cool. Um, Sorry. Now, do you think your your swing arm, riding a swing arm bike has, has made you more aggressive? Because the shit I see you do on a swing arm bike, you still do it on a rigid bike. Yeah. But you go for it anyway. 
<laughs> I think maybe it's like kind of the other way around. I think because I ride my like most people wouldn't think of riding a rigid the way I would ride like I ride it. Yeah, and you know so and most people wouldn't. Well, I guess most people would ride a swing arm like I ride it either, but. <laughs> no. No. So, but I th- I feel like I yeah I, you know I I was I was uh, always not really I never really understood how the power you know I, I grew up on dirt bikes and riding BMX and you know you got a two stroke dirt bike you wind it out you do a wheelie whatever and you know the power on a Harley I just didn't really understand that before so I I, I feel like I in the beginning when I started riding I was a little scared more scared of a bigger bike a big twin you know like the weight I'm like you, you can't do much with them you know right and I feel like I kind of like with the 45 once you cut it down you're like this thing's a fucking dirt bike you know when I it first was got light it enough to yeah yeah you know when I first got it, it was a fucking tank it had defenders it had the headlight on it and you know, I'd putz around town. I thought it was cool. I'd wind it out and, you know, I was going nowhere. <laughs> you know, yeah. like my buddies would w- have to wait at the top of every hill. And then, you know, you start cutting it down, building the motor up, and then it's a different bike, you know, and they, and you can ride it different, you know. And the same thing with a shovel head. You cut down a shovel head, you know, and you got a, you got a ripper. They're the perfect bike. <laughs> yeah. There's someone at my door. Hang on one second. Who's that? I don't know. <laughs> What's up? What happened? A car is broken down. <laughs> Hang on one second. Let me let me. We're doing a recording here. Yeah. Let me let me shut down. Oh, it's okay. Let me let me hold one second. We gotta we gotta take a break. Ladies and gentlemen, we gotta take a pause here. <laughs> believe, it, believe it or not, someone asked us for help. Ladies and gentlemen, I gotta apologize. It is for the twelve-hour delay that just happened. I don't even have a way to explain. <laughs> the events of last night but we had three completely lost strangers show up at our door with a blown out tire from up the canyon that josh and i had to go rescue yeah and then deliver <laughs> well you drove them home yeah i i, I left <laughs> three people in my pickup i had to put one of them in the back it's interesting you just never know what's going to happen out here come prepared listen if you're coming to the desert Bring a spare. I was annoyed. I because was annoyed I come, too. I come here, you know, and I'm like, I'm not going to get stuck. You know, like. Oh, man, tell me about it. You know what it is? It's, uh. Yeah, what's it say? Can you hear me now? Yeah. It, it's, uh, sadly, it's kind of this L.A., like, festival crowd that yeah. comes out here expecting everything to be, like, easy as whatever they're accustomed to going to at a festival <laughs> and, and it's just not it's like if you're going on an off-road trail don't bring a rental with a fix a flat i and, felt i felt like they were kind of lucky that they caught us like having a good time like talking and relaxing because if like we were outside trying to fix a bike pissed off like we probably would have oh i would have handed been, it to them. yeah we would have been like what the fuck I like to help people who try to help themselves. Yeah. That's my MO. Maybe they learned from that. What is going on with this? Dude. It might be uh, like guitar chord stuff, you know, like when the chord starts getting... I guess. I don't. I haven't been playing guitar on this thing. <laughs> I think it's kind of good. I have to watch that light, though. Okay. But yeah, if I would have been 
in a bad mood or I don't I don't know. I I have a lot of karma that I need to give back after thousands of miles on the road. That, yeah. But when I go out there, I definitely come prepared. Yeah. And um, maybe they learned their lesson. Yeah, like like bothering someone at night, like on a road like this, is like your last option. You know, like people are out here because they want to be out here by themselves, and exactly. they don't want exactly people from LA like knocking on their door. Exactly. <laughs> and I I. I will help anybody that I can when I can, but uh, a yeah. little word to the wise, like houses in the desert, although everybody appears to be friendly, like you got to be kind of careful. Yeah. Cause you know, we don't have a police force that can get here within 45 minutes. So everybody's <laughs> armed to the teeth yep. and a little twitchy. <laughs> yep. So when you go knocking on doors, <laughs> be very careful. Yeah. But I'm glad, I'm glad they, uh, you know yeah they're all right they're all right they'll figure it out yeah they they got out of here they knew i mean they they did have friends in the area but i can't remember where the fuck we left off uh we were we were like getting very off topic for with our love of uh overlanders oh yeah (laughs) and uh, and king of the hammers yeah king of the hammers and you know not much about motorcycles at that point but uh you know, it's funny how little I talk about motorcycles on my own podcast. Yeah, <laughs> Dan, well, I be, talked about it last time. I feel like because we're always on bikes out here, you don't like you're just saying what you're doing or like the stuff you like because you ride your bike there. Yeah, you know, like you're on your bike all the time. I'm always on my bike when I'm here. I like park my truck. I'm on my bike. You know? Yeah, go to the grocery store on your bike. You know, <laughs> like, last time you were here, we got a lot of riding in. Yeah, that was great. You got to see the south side of the park. Yep. You got to head in towards the canyon there. I wish we could have gone a little bit deeper. We got to go further next time. Yeah, we will. What'd you think of that road, though? It was so cool. <laughs> I wanted to, like, you know, if I wish we had another night where we could have drove another night down and then came back. That would have been cool, but. I've never seen it so good. You went down to the mouth of the canyon. Did it, like, yeah. look good the whole way? Yeah, it was killer. It was beautiful. Man. It was, like, like it was when you went around that bend, it almost got like more twisty and like it was cool like it was because that cool. that road used to be um in places you couldn't really even tell that it was paved yeah because it was so blown out and blown over with sand and at a certain point of day it's like a shortcut for the trucks so yep. they blew it out <laughs> but it's, it's really good now yeah it's so cool i mean it, it was it was like i kind of dig the trucks going down it at night that was like really yeah it was like spooky you know like <laughs> It would be fun to be a trucker on that highway, particularly. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know, man. Those truckers were running some old rig. I was like, yeah. I wouldn't want to be out with all that shit in the middle of the desert. Like those, you know, the double trucks that were like, oh yeah, rolling out of Mecca. They look like they were like. Those rigs are. They're maybe trying to stay off the big freeways because they're probably not even supposed to be on. The yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it looks like. There's so much sketchy agricultural shit that happens out here. I've seen it, uh, especially down there. Yeah. The closer you get to the border, the weirder it gets. But it's kind of neat, you know, because that's like how America used to be. Like, you know, people didn't like just buy like a machine to do things. They like took a machine they had and created it to do what they wanted, you know, like, which is a whole different world, you know, like, and they still do that down there. You know, they'll rig up something to, you know, get done the job they need done. It might not be the machine built for that, <laughs> but that's it, what's cool. It's engineering. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's like done home home engineering. You know, like people people don't do that anymore. They think they need, 
you know, the, the, the machine to do the job or they can't do the job where they're, I want this done. I'm going to figure out how to do it <laughs> and make a machine that can do it with them. It's so true. Yeah. We've kind of like crippled. Things don't like everything used to come with a manual Yeah, to fix it yourself. Everything. Yep. Like I got guys, like I know guys that are really the way we're into motorcycles. They're into like the paperback manuals yeah. of the past. They just like the, um, the illustrations and the schematics and, there was like a design element back then they don't even come with a manual anymore <laughs> i know it's crazy yeah it's wild my truck i couldn't find a manual for i was like what <laughs> like you got to look it up online or you know but you're not fixing it yourself you they know? don't want you in no there. they don't tell you what to do like they don't tell you that, you know how to change oil or you know what when you're you know, anything they just want you to bring it in that's <laughs> probably probably a fundamental piece of the problem we have now is that we stop doing things ourselves yeah now on that level and you expect everything to be done for you and perfect you know <laughs> yeah when we you know my my family were cattle ranchers in the midwest and town is a long ways away and that costs you a lot of time yep so you save everything you keep everything, you have every tool accessible just to rig something together to get the job done. Yeah, like fuel is, is like, you think about fuel because you got to run the town. That's right. <laughs> you know, like. We had, the, our, we had our own tanks and our own pumps. Yep. Yeah, on the East Coast, it's like, oh, I'll drive by a gas station every 20 miles so you don't think about it. You know, <laughs> like you yeah. come out here, you're like, fuck, I got to like make sure I have enough fuel for my bike if I'm going somewhere and make sure if I have truck and how long it's going to take and where's the next fuel stop it's crazy that's really the part about traveling out here that gets people is um distances between fuel and if you notice all of us run these fuel tanks uh on the sides of our bikes because you can be out there a long time if you don't have water and <laughs> yeah. nothing and it's over 100 degrees you, it's a terrible way to spend your day yeah just waiting for a ride <laughs> yeah you but, really got to plan it out yeah. I mean, the only times I ran out, I was pretty close to gas stations. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you probably with someone who had a fuel tank. Yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> I turned into the gas station once I put the, like, started running those. But it's better that way because then I don't have to go and double back most of the time. Yeah. I rarely have to f use my spare can on for myself. I usually give it away. <laughs> yeah, because you got the big tank. Yeah, I got the split tanks. But I mean, my, my shovel, I got, I get pretty far. Well, it's been yeah, good. I think your tank is probably bigger than mine. Like, uh, I think it's maybe the same because it's pretty hollow underneath because it's meant for uh, more modern of a bike. I think it's like off an '80s or '90s bike. Did you? You had no intention of building the perfect desert bike. <laughs> no. In New Jersey, did you? No, I just. Uh, well, you know. I knew I'd be rough on the on the on the sidecar when I built the shovel head, you know, like so building you know, the nineteens all around uh lifted it up. I originally built that bike, I had a twenty one on the front and sixteens on the sidecar and sixteens on the rear. It's a little low. Yeah. It was cool looking, you know, but it just it didn't you know, the, the twenty one on the front was um too narrow to to uh really make the sidecar like do tricks get yeah. up in the air and stuff you know it was just kind of ride straight so uh when it got set up with the 19s all around 
game changer. Yeah, it's awesome. I had my shovel head set up with a 1921. And when I started riding out of here a lot, uh, the, my front tire would just knife through the sand. Yeah. And I was like, it's time to change that up. Yeah, you need to, you need to get something that will get on top of it. Oh, the 1919s are perfect. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I love it. It's Because also they're taller, so they're not like digging in the sand as fast as like a small, you know, like a 16, I feel you end up, you know, unless you got a really big tire on it, you know, you're going to dig in, you know. And, and that it, little bit of height makes a big difference. Yeah, because a bigger circle. Yeah. <laughs> you also, re- do you have a rev limiter on your bike? Uh, Yeah, I got um, one of those electronic ignitions, so it does have. Because <laughs> I can hear you hit it. Yeah. <laughs> when you're like hot dogging. Yeah. Like, damn, that sounds cool. My bike would just straight up blow up <laughs> if I hit it like that. Yeah. Um. Kyle and Nick would like me to put a rev limiter on every bike I got. <laughs> I'll bet. If they could put it on a mag bike, they would, you know. <laughs> Those dudes, uh, I'm curious, your crew back east is probably the closest knit group of dudes in the garage and on the road and in the races. How did that happen? Like, what brought you all, what was the glue there that, or the, the person who introduced everyone? Um, well, like, I guess, like, just being on the East Coast, you know, like, when we were younger, we didn't have, like, you know, skate parks in our in our neighborhoods or anything, so, like, we always, like, as a group, we'd be, like, you know, our buddies would get together and go on a road trip on the weekend and go hit a skate park in Ohio or go, you know, like, do what we could, so we always had to band together to do that, and I feel like, uh, you know, like, it kind of just, as you got older, it grew into the motorcycle thing. And, uh, you know, we're like, oh, we want to go to Born Free for, you know, my 40th birthday. So we, we all, like, figured out how to go to Born Free, you know, all pulled together, got in a car. And it kind of, you know, from there, you know, I started racing 45s and stuff like that on the beach. And uh, I guess, oh, I guess the first real, like, road trip, you know, it was me and Nick that, like, started hustling bikes once you know we were going to races and you know we'd be like oh let's you know nick and i would get together and figure out how we get to california you know by taking our friends bikes that wanted to go to a race or go to a, an event out there like born free you know or trog at pismo uh we brought 10 bikes to that we brought all the bad luxury guys bikes and it was cool all these free ride yeah yeah, yeah 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 we had we had like a budget the whole way out you know yeah, <laughs> it's cool smart like, yeah and um you know i the first time we really kind of shipped bikes, uh, was the first frozen few, uh, me and Nick and, uh, Brian Cannon actually was my buddy and he didn't, he wasn't invited to the first frozen few, but, uh, the shipping thing fell through. So, uh, and our bikes were supposed to all be shipped there and, uh, it fell through last minute and we didn't have anyone to ship. So, I was like, yo, my buddy Brian's got a truck. We could borrow a trailer from our buddy Mark Comforth. <laughs> you know, like, so we, like, me and Brian borrowed a trailer, and then Brian got to go to the Frozen Few with me, and, and he, you know, we all became friends and uh, met Sean Brayton, and that was the first time we met Sushi, and uh, it was cool. You know, like, we had, a, we had a great time up there. You know, uh, Matt Wasker came up and raced. That was awesome. First time I hung out with Matt and got the ride. And me and Matt, like, instantly clicked and, you know, would follow each other into every turn as fast as we could go. And, you know, like, it was it was cool. That was really great. But, uh, and Nick was, like, Nick flew up. Me and Brian drove up 
and uh and uh Nick's like oh, I'm just gonna ride home with you guys so me Brian and Nick drove home together and <laughs> ever since then like me and Nick and you know Brian always try to put together a way to get to a race or get to you know with our own you know like we know if someone wants to go we'll take their bike and uh we've been doing that for years you know <laughs> we've hit every every race we could transpo yeah and i used to use my crappy motorhome most of the time or you know one of our pickups if it was closer or something was was trog uh, in development before the frozen few or or what came first uh trog was like a few years so me and nick had raced on the beach together and brian had hit, did trog a couple times too um but uh like me and nick didn't really get to hang out too much till like the frozen few and like actually become close friends then and brian you know brian and i and nick all kind of met then but uh it was uh trog was probably like two years three years i think there was two or three trogs before the first frozen few okay but, yeah so you you were you had an introduction there to a couple of the guys yeah yeah, yeah racing on the sand first yeah um but uh you know like yeah like i knew like bobby green and uh you know mel and all those guys were up there but um yeah uh, we had been racing before like me and nick had been on the beach and you know knew each other from that and became friends slowly you know and uh i think it was like we had the allen hurst it was the allen hurst trog and then i think there's only maybe it was like two before the actual uh um frozen few okay so i get it the frozen few are the spinoff to the race of gentlemen uh yeah and yeah. it's just a little more elite like in a way because it's not open to the public and yeah it kind of um i don't know if it was, originally it was going to be a race originally we went up to canada and and you know mel and bobby green hooked something up with uh this this guy that had an energy company glenn who was a really nice guy and uh they wanted us to like race around this like old factories on the sioux <laughs> like i guess like they were ho it, it didn't it wasn't as uh snowy and cold like the the river was supposed to freeze it didn't no so we ended up making like a, a crazy track you know it was cool they made a huge uh bank like a you know like a burmese and a bmx or motocross track yeah you know, like which was cool you could kind of like, like a big quarter pipe almost yeah yeah it was more like a bmx berm than a motocross type thing oh you were ready for that yeah you could slide it you know like yeah. you could rip it it was cool <laughs> yeah it was scary though adam adam king our buddy from canada he went over the top oh god <laughs> yeah he was all right though it was scary though i saw him i was like oh no because <laughs> it was like he he was so lucky man he, he well he broke his collarbone but mm. that that was like when i saw him go over there was like that was a scary thing up there because it was an old construction site oh shit and they like kind of just plowed into a track. brick wall yeah, well, there was like rebar like oh, if you God. went off the snow trail there was just rebar sticking out or like you know there's smashed concrete so there's whatever you know like the whole berm was like the backside of it was like smashed concrete that they pushed snow up against and it was awesome on the front but the backside was like if you went over it and it was i mean it had to be like 20 feet high maybe oh my god <laughs> it was really high high consequences there yeah adam was so lucky though he, he was all right yeah, le uh, like uh, a best case scenario is a broken collarbone. Yeah, yeah. When I saw like him that. go over, I was like, I don't, you don't know what you're going to hit on the other side. You yeah, know? and it, it's hot. You know, like it's just as high on the other side as it is off the top. <laughs> Were you like, was riding in the snow after riding in the sand like an easy second? Um, I mean, it's weird. Uh, uh, yeah, it's the same, I guess. You know, 
it's crazy that that type of stuff because when you ride in the sand or you ride in the snow i mean when we race on a drag strip on the sand i mean that's it's packed sand it's like riding like on a dirt you know on dirt you know yeah. but like the other parts of this beach when when it's rutted up and you're trying you know or you're doing donuts or doing like crazy fun stuff it's like uh it's it's like violent like when you're going slow like you're like but like you get to this point where you put it up on a plane and it's like you know it's just it's 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 like off the ground it's like it's you know but it, it's not you know yeah. but it is you know like it's it's weird you're it's just, just floating yeah you get to this point where you don't even hear the springer banging <laughs> like you know like it's <laughs> just like where you know like oh no it's just and it, it's cool to, to do on those you know and that's i think that's the thing about sand and snow it's like when you're a kid and you like get on a three wheeler and you do that first like donut in the snow and you're just like you're hooked you know yeah. like when, or when, you know like yeah. you get sideways you're like that's it like I want to do that all day you know like that's what it is you know like you know it, it's it's hard to get out to the beach and ride through the, the the fucked up sand or it's hard to like get going in the snow but once you get up on that plane and like I mean the sports was hard to ride but there might have been points where you hit it and you're like. It felt like amazing. Oh, there definitely were. You know, like once yeah. you get it up and it's it's just like like a boat, you know, it's like, you know yeah. how like a boat's like, and then it's like, you know, when you're on those type of surfaces that aren't road, hard packed, meant to ride a motorcycle on, it's it's cool when you get it to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that's, and it's that feeling that like, that feeling that you'll never, it's like, you know, it's like doing a drug. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like you, you're, you're always going to, but it's always... I guess it's better because it's always it's always cooler, you know. Oh, like man, it's the best. The more donuts you do, the more fun it is. It's not. It never gets like, oh, it's never going to be as fun as the first one. One more round. <laughs> yeah. One more round. Yeah. Yeah. It only gets better. Yeah, and it's and like out here, it's like, it's like that slow transition from like, oh, I used to throw this little forty-five around, and now it's like out here, more room, and you know, you can ride bigger bikes. It's like it's fun to see what like the shovelhead can do, and you know, like like there's no limitations you know like people, you kill it on that thing man oh man i love that bike <laughs> with a swing arm it's like i'm just looking at everything differently now yeah i've got this i've got this straight leg frame in the garage that i'm building and i'm kind of like mm. and swing arm frames are so cheap and like, they're cool you know like i don't know i like i mean yesterday when we were messing with eric's bike on the side of the trail the other day, you know like down the road i'm like sitting in, it's a sun setting and my bike's sitting there i'm like man those fucking shocks look cool on the back you know like yeah they do <laughs> yeah because the rest of the bike's like a skinny chopper yeah and then you just got those things on the back kind of beefs it up a little bit makes yeah. it look tougher and it's a it's a rider you know it's a i didn't intentionally build that bike really for anything other than originally i built that bike just because i wanted to come to born free for my 40th birthday and uh have my son ride around in the sidecar so what, what born sidecar. free was that what year like seven years ago <laughs> you're still a young man you are man you got you are you've got the energy of a kid that is at his prime you know yeah. that's what makes things so fun is when you find people like that and uh, you know think, comes, comes that's, out that's why like me nick and brian charles and brian cannon like you know it's just like when we were kids you know like you don't feel any you know and coming out here that's what it's like too Oh, nothing's changed. Yeah, like like I was saying, we, uh, we were sitting there messing with like a bike the one night, and 
drinking beers and like you know it wasn't you know we're not a bunch of 17 year old kids working on a sports or anymore like <laughs> or even but, before but we're doing that the same thing you know 17 is still like kind of a level of adult to it but yeah. i'm talking like nine years old oh. 10 years old when you got your bmx your bicycle in the neighborhood and this neighborhood's like that you ride down you're like i wonder who's out you know and you yeah, ride yeah. your bike down and yeah eric's, ride around the neighborhood yeah, yeah eric's not there so i'll just head over to austin is you know Austin's oh, yeah. like, hey, you want to ride yeah, right, <laughs> let's ride around yeah it doesn't matter where you're going yeah yeah like it's just the it's, point it's, is just finding someone to go ride with yeah it is it's just like you know you're rolling the town and you know you see whose bike's in the yard you know like that used to be like you come home from the grocery store with your mom and you're like everyone's over there they're all the bmx bikes are out in front of the house now it's just like oh everyone's over todd's choppers are out in front of the house you know it's cool you know where to find them yeah yeah. yeah, and that is exactly how I was when I was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. These, this neighborhood is really sweet like that. Um, we're getting more people, too. It's, that's the fun part. It's like it's it's only getting better yeah. because the right people are coming. You have to be, though. You have to be the right. You can't, you can't live out here if you're not. No. It's not like an easy place to, you know, I'm, I'm studying it. I'm checking it out. But, you know, like it's you have to uh, you have to be able to do it you know yeah not, you do yeah. you got to figure it out but you guys are you know you got the engineering side down <laughs> and then it's just like how to not have to go into the city to work every day yeah like how do you make a living you know spinning what you got here and everybody's kind of figured that out whether it be hospitality or uh, well that that's a that's most of it yeah that of the economy out here is um even those people that stopped by last night were that dude's operation i went and dropped him off at his house it's a little like single wide house but he poured like a massive slab and patio swimming pool hot tub and then put like a bunch of uh moroccan yurts that he's renting out oh no way yeah yeah so that you know that i i suppose that hustle will be oversaturated at some point but it, it's working now i mean will it though i mean it's i feel like people out here also keep it pretty like cool you know like yeah, they don't like yeah. let it get too out of hand i feel like maybe, maybe not yeah maybe, maybe it'll just it'll be more widespread yeah like, i feel like you know this is like the easiest point to get to i would rather have that than a bunch of big ass marriott's yeah go yeah. in just keep putting up yurts and yeah <laughs> you know, like yeah, keep it kind of because like, even desert. people that come out to those places aren't you know like they're they want to be out and away yes. from people you know like you don't yeah like you, you can stay in a marriott in la yeah <laughs> you, know, you don't need to do yeah. that here yeah yeah it's it's interesting um you know there's all sorts of rumors that float around about big companies buying up huge plots of land to develop it but the water is so tricky out here that you almost it's almost preserved the the tightness yeah you know and the smallness of it because you can't you can't put a hotel like that you know you can't do that no you i mean where would you maybe yeah. in town still maybe that is an option but like people the water don't bill yeah and people don't come out here to be in town no <laughs> i hate going to town yeah and no one i mean ta the town's still what a town's for you know, you got your you got your grocery stores, you got your hardware stores, you, got you know, the liquor few, store, yeah. you got yeah, exactly. a couple of antique stores to furnish your house, but it's not you don't have anything down there you don't need. It's did, not unnecessary shit. You did know? you grow up in a city or a town? I grew up in a a town outside of New York City, not far. You know? Yeah. So like you know, Jersey's very pretty much 
like a big town you know <laughs> like yeah you don't have a lot of space in between houses and, yeah, yeah yeah i i where i live now is pretty pretty uh it's open cons- considering being new jersey you know like there's property around you, you know? look like you live in the woods from everything yeah I've seen. i live on a mountain <laughs> yeah <laughs> but not like a mountain like out here right but yeah but we're right off a major highway 78 and you know uh, but we have the shop where i have my tattoo shop and uh my my son's mom's opening a salon next door and you know we got kyle working on bikes in the back and it's cool it's awesome how tight you guys have kept it yeah it does fun. remind me uh, this is a different version of what we got going out here. i know it's cool that's what i'm saying man we gotta like we we we, we, we kind of did our training already now we're, now we're ready to like buy a desert town and yeah. open our own well there's a few for sale yeah i know we gotta get go. excited about we gotta go check them out when did you start tattooing how did uh, that get started in like 99 actually i started tattooing yeah yeah um i just like i loved it and always just hung around and got tattooed when i was a kid and it just kind of slowly you know turned into did you did you were you an artist like did, were you into drawing and painting yeah. and stuff as a kid oh yeah i always liked doing like art graffiti you know shit like that but you know and pop art i was always into but uh and then you know made t-shirts had a screen printing company for a little bit made t-shirts for bmx companies and you know bands back in jersey for a while and then uh got our opportunity to learn to tattoo and just kind of kept doing it <laughs> I, See, it's those people who like just found something they loved and kept doing it and turned it into a way of making income it's what keeps them young man yeah you got you know and i feel like like you understand now like uh you know you have to have a you know when you do something like that and you have people involved you know you gotta like you can't just do it in a building you gotta like find a real place you know like you know like originally the shop was in a strip mall you know and we couldn't be there forever i'm like how can i possibly pay this much rent you know <laughs> like I'm, I'm just paying a landlord you know so i slowly started getting the property with my partner will you know um where we have the shop now because you know then you're able to give everyone a good break you know yeah and you own it yeah we own the building we own the whole property it's cool that is awesome it's <laughs> yeah. so smart i will never open a shop and renting a building again yeah i the, mean the last three cities that i've been in i got ran out because the first thing that goes in and cheap rent is a motorcycle shop yep and, and then the and then the area comes up and it's cool and then yeah and then you're you can't afford your rent no more you price yourself out <laughs> yeah because you like brought like a scene to it and you can't it's all your fault yeah you can't get mad at it yeah. that's how it works you're like i made it too cool you made it too cool damn it <laughs> um no nah, that's awesome i was curious about but then it you know that's also it's like you did it and that kind of tells you like it's time for me to like figure out what i want to do next because like you did everything you could there you know like and change is good you know how about this <laughs> you make a tattoo shop out here and i'll get my first tattoo all right <laughs> deal <laughs> we'll start working on it now uh yeah okay all right or in our city i uh <laughs> i i have no i'm not opposed to tattoos at in any way shape or form and i'm surprised i don't have any by now anyway but I immediately hate anything artistically I, I do the minute I'm done with it. It's so, hard. It's hard, dude. Yeah. And I'm just looking at myself like, oh, now you got to you gotta live with it. <laughs> but when it's not, you know, when you get a tattoo from someone else, you always like it because you always, you know, it's like you're not doing it yourself. It might be good for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, might, it might be on some sort of level be good for me to actually try. 
Yeah. So we'll think of something. You get, <laughs> that, you get the shop out here. I'll get my... I'm just going to start with a face tattoo. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Never did me wrong. Or the neck tattoo. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you uh, about when you got started riding... You know, that was a question I had written down. But R- actually, riding motorcycles or yeah, riding? Well, riding motorcycles. I mean, I, I got my, I started riding motorcycles, right, I got a 50 for my fifth birthday. But I used to ride like a mini bike around the yard and, uh, you know, BMX, I raced BMX before that. Five years old is a good start. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, before that, I was probably like two when I would take my brother's bicycle and run along the porch with it and then jump on it and coast out into the yard and fall over, you know? <laughs> and my mom would watch me from the kitchen window. Couldn't quite reach the pedals? No, and I'd just, like, ride. And, I, you know, I knew I was not supposed to take the bicycle, so, like, I'd, you know, my mom my mom wouldn't come out because she knew if I came out, I'd cry and act like I got hurt. <laughs> but then I would just do it over and over until I could get as far as I could. <laughs> but I knew I wasn't supposed to ride the bicycle, so I like... It's funny, but uh, yeah, and then I got my first 50 for my fifth birthday and just kept riding from there, you know. Uh, I took a little break in my teens because I rode BMX a lot more, and, you know, when you're 17, buying a motorcycle is, like, not an option. <laughs> now, I want, I'm want. i trying to go the other way. I want to get more into bicycles now yeah. just for getting in shape. Yeah, and they're fun. I mean, there's nothing – I mean, I love bicycles still to this day. I ride my BMX bike with my son all the time, and – uh it's just cool to ride a bicycle. Like, to be able to pedal around under your own power. Especially, I like BMX bikes because to be able to, like, you know, ride, jump up onto a bench and do a wheelie. You know, like, that's just fun. How old were you when you had your boy? I was 35. Okay. Yeah. That's that's perfect age. Yeah. It was good because I wasn't, you know, well, I still felt like I was too young to have a kid. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm just I kid. I don't feel that way right now. I'm, yeah. I'm an old ass man. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Um, you know, there's a, there's a BMX track here in Yucca Valley. When you come out, you I know should, I got to check it out. Yeah. You guys should go down there and check yeah. it out. I look at it and just think of like the injuries I could get on it, but it looks really fun. Yeah. I just, there was a skate park around here too. I saw. It's right. The BMX track is right by the skate park. Okay. No shit. Yeah. yeah. And I mean the, the B, they both have lights and like a the BMX track has like a stadium. Oh, that's awesome! Around it, it's like a scene out of Rad. It's probably they probably got they they got a a track by me back home, and and it's it's amazing the the dudes my age at race like oh yeah they're into it and they're fast. <laughs> yeah, you've got to stay up on some shit. To but do. it's also fun, you know. It's it's cool. The yeah. cruisers, I'd like I'd like to race a cruiser. I haven't ridden one <laughs> like of those. a beach cruiser. No, they they think uh what are they? They're like a BMX bike, but they got 24-inch wheels, I think. Oh, okay. I've seen... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've they make those. a PK Ripper one. Remember the old PK Ripper? They I re- do. They reproduce a PK Ripper cruiser that you can race. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. That would be amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to... This year, 2021, is my year to kind of like find a way to exercise and have fun. And yeah. I think it's going to be probably a mountain bike, honestly. Because unless somebody builds a pump track in their yard, which That'd is be cool, which would be an option. Yeah, we could we could definitely do that out here. I'm sorry, actually, I'm surprised Austin doesn't do have that. one of those because his kids, you know, his, is his kids riding yet? I know he's not quite. He used yet. to race motocross. Yeah, but he and he's been talking about it. So and yeah. he has that little like he has the mini bikes. That could yeah, work, yeah, work good for both. <laughs> That's probably something we should get get working out. Yeah, because the kids will love it out here. 
Oh man, yeah. And it's yeah, fun. That's always the excuse. The kids will love it. It's actually the adults. <laughs> and we'll like, be out there. <laughs> tear this up. Yeah, but you know, I feel like uh, just riding and, and the lifestyle you live, though, you're you're in good shape anyway. I'm staying there. I'm yeah. t- I'm doing all right. I mean, I think just the way we we you know are always on the move and always, you know, we're very active people, like just by nature because we have to be to do what we do every day <laughs> so true i tell you though like this last we were talking about king of the hammers shooting out there i realized you know, i am the one of the youngest dudes out here trying to run and gun with these guys yeah they're all the camera ops are so young and i checked my phone and i had like maybe i said this already i can't remember what we talked about but i did like twenty thousand some steps oh you're tracking it yeah yeah and climbed 97 floors and that night going to bed I'm like my legs were cramping up and uh you know everything hurt and I was like what is different you know this is like this is the job I'm used to that you know when we shoot yeah. with Jay yeah what Fuck. it's like <laughs> fucking 23 hour day holding yeah. a 40 pound camera and I'm like oh fuck this is just getting older <laughs> You had a nice, pr- well, no, you were on the road. I mean, that wasn't easy. No. Yeah. No, I know. It's. Yeah, it's just getting older. It's just getting older <laughs> a little bit. But those who stay in motion, yeah. you know, keep it. Yep. And I've I've got to find something to stay in motion now. Yeah. Other than just running around with a camera. Yeah. And, no, I mean, when I turned 40, I think that's when I like probably started being more more active than i was in my 30s yeah because it was easier when you're 30 i don't know if i thought about it i just just like doing more stuff you know splitting firewood and shit like that a body in motion yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i look i look at it different now like i used to look at the yard and be like oh man i don't want to go out there and do some yard work now i'm like no dude that's your exercise oh man i can't wait to have a house out here and do yard work i'm like i look at this place i come back and I'm like, man, it barely changed. You go home and it's fucking gross. Bro, you can come out to my house and do yard work anytime <laughs> you want. Nothing. It'll take me no time. <laughs> yeah, you're tired. <laughs> you come to my place, man. We got to cut lawn every, like twice a week. I in the know. Summer. It. And you got bugs. And yeah. you got rain. Oh, terrible. All the gross stuff. It's only really, uh, it's only really good like spring and fall. Yeah, you got two months. Well, maybe four months a year. I don't know. I'm not. I, the East Coast is the middle. You got like two good months a year. You got a month in the spring and a month in the fall. Yeah, barely. You know? Barely. Yeah. I mean, lately September, December has been like not bad, but yeah. And then the snow comes. Now we got like three feet of snow there. This right now, I don't even know what the temperature is, but today's gorgeous here. This is like summertime in most places. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the heat. So when the summer comes and the heat. I like it. I love it. Dude, just go in the shade. You're fine. I know. It's cool down. <laughs> drink moving. some water. And then when the sun goes down, that's when oh. the party starts. Oh, yeah. Sunset. And just riding around like right at that like gold. What, what's the nighttime? Uh, the golden hour. Yeah, dude. dude. Just they, riding around here around that time. You go to the golden hour into the blue hour and you're just wearing a t-shirt all night. Yeah. It feels perfect. Oh, it's so nice. <laughs> we got to buy a town. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this may be it. This may be Chopper Town, but the more I think about it, it's like, it's, I can see the vision. It's just deep in the desert. Yeah. And there's... I've seen some of them, man. It's, it, it would be so cool. Maybe what we should do is buy a gas station. Yeah. And start there. Because wherever we go has got to have gas. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's always the tricky thing. Yep. Just find a gas station and start there. 
Yeah, that's not a bad idea. With a hotel. Exactly. Yeah. That's not polluted. And a shop. (laughs) Well, man, I won't keep you because I know you got to drive back to New Jersey, but. Yeah. When do I see you next? You're coming back right away. I'll be here for Easter. Hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. We're going to raise some some XRs. Yeah. We're going to have some good times. Hopefully we'll be racing XRs by then. I'm sure. Okay. Kyle says they'll be done. We'll bring them out and test them. Shout out to Kyle. <laughs> yeah, Can't wait to see working. you again, buddy. It's been like a year ago today, really, where I met you, all you guys. Yep. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Said, our anniversary. Yeah, it's our anniversary. All right. Well, happy anniversary, Josh. <laughs> you too, brother. Right. Later. Later. What a ride, huh? Josh Kahn, ladies and gentlemen. That was a blast. I love having him out here. I love having him on every ride that we take, really. <clears throat> I wasn't kidding. He just has a contagious energy. The laughter, everything can break down. Everything can go wrong on a trip, and you will laugh your ass off, and it just doesn't matter. And those are the kind of people you want to have around. And the guy can ride the wheels off any bike, bicycle, bicycle, motorcycle, all of it. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad you guys enjoyed that. And I'm going to start the next episode here very quickly. I'm sorry these take so long, but it's a tremendous amount of time and energy, and I don't always have the time. But the uh, I am excited, excited to start the next one, and all the contributions that you guys make are extremely helpful. So thank you. That does not go unnoticed. And if you want to make a contribution, I'm just putting my PayPal out there, which is blue.todd at gmail.com. B-L-U-E dot T-O-D-D at gmail.com. Now, I also have to tell you about the denim products that I have for sale on my website in my collaborations with Telesin, the highest quality denim you can buy, in my opinion. And uh, we worked hard to bring you some styles that I was just, I'm just, I wanted particularly. Just kind of like this whole, you know, video series that I'm doing. I just wanted someone to do that. We're going to do it ourselves. And, you know, if you like wearing boots and jeans, believe me, you won't go back. So anytime you order off my website there, that helps fund this podcast and video series. So take a look. You might find something that you like. Or get my book. That'd be a good way to help out too. You can get my book and read that while I make the next episode. There you go. But can't thank you guys enough, and stay tuned. Until next time, be safe. See you down the road.